And good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. Well, it's Saturday, unless it's Sunday, and you're listening on WBIX, then good Sunday evening to you. Uh, because the program does rerun in a little bit shorter form on Sunday nights at 9 o'clock on WBIX, AM 1260, the business buzz. So, you know, take a take a look and see what's going on there. Uh, we have new excitement. We have new phones in the studio. I don't know what that means, but we have new phones, so hopefully they work. That's what we're, that's what we're going with. They're going to work. Um, and let's see. Look, they're ringing and everything. So... If you would like to call us, 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030, we'll have to see how they work exactly. So far, they ring and they connect, but we'll see what what more happens after that. Um, Because I'm cheap, I will occasionally buy inexpensive tools from Harbor Freight. But they actually have they actually have a pretty they actually have a pretty good thing. They have a um, they're donating money, and I'll just read what it says here. This is one of these dear valued customer things. I'm ready to share some great news and to invite you to participate and spread the word about the new Harbor Freight Tools for Schools Prize for Teaching Excellence. The prize is part of Harbor Freight's uh, Tools for Schools LLC charitable effort to shine a light on excellent and skilled trades, education, uh, electrical carpentry, welding, plumbing, automotive, etc. In American public schools, uh, we have a deep respect uh, for the dignity of this work and the intelligent and creative people who work with their hands. We know for sure that quality, skilled trades education in high schools offers pathways to graduation, opportunities, good jobs, workforce our country needs. We want to help grow understanding, support, and investment by school districts and others. Harbor Freight for School Prize for Teaching Excellence will be awarded annually and will include over half a million dollars awarded to 10 outstanding skilled trade teachers in public high schools and skilled trades programs in their schools. Three first place winners will receive a prize of $100,000, $30,000 directly to the teacher, $70,000 to high school skilled trade program. Seven second place winners will receive a prize of $30,000, $10,000 directly to the teacher, $20,000 to the high school program. And, uh, those programs are all across the country. Um, as a public high school skilled trade teacher offering classes in education, plumbing, automotive, and so forth, uh, if so, check out the prize. Uh, if not, forward it to a friend. But you can find out more information. It is harborfreightteachingprize.com. Harborfreightteachingprize.com is how you find out more information. And it's nice when you see stuff like this, that, you know, companies, big and small, um, try to try to give back to their community a little bit. And and to be able to uh, to do that, I think it's a great thing. So, and schools, believe me, schools need their help. I'm involved in quite a few schools around Massachusetts, and uh, yeah, their budgets are tight, you know. And everybody thinks that you know schools always get all the money, and but that isn't always the case. Six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. If you want to give us a call and see if the phones work, like Eddie's doing. Eddie, hey, John Paul, how are you? Good. I got a 2013 Honda Pilot. Yep. About 48,000 miles. Mm-hmm. And intermittently, and this is uh, the weird thing, because it'll happen twice a day and it won't happen again for another two to three weeks. I'll be sitting at a light and the car will be rocking. 
no engine lights, no fluctuation of the RPMs. It feels like somebody's rocking the car. Really? And then, like I said, I'll keep on driving, and it won't happen again for another couple of weeks. And it's not wind. <laughs> and I'm not crazy because my wife uh, has also experienced it. Um, and it's a slight rock. It's not a heavy rock. A slight rock back and forth, back and forth. Now, does it do, if you put it into neutral, does it go away? I have not tried that. Okay. Um, that could be that could be part of it. It could be. Um, I believe this car uses a fairly sophisticated engine mount. And here's the here's the weird part. Um, these engine mounts actually even have they're they're hooked up to the computer system because it's an active control engine mount. And what it does is supposed to reduce the amount of vibration back to the engine compartment. And if the mount is starting to go bad for some reason, so what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to, you know, as the car comes to a, a stop or slows down, it sends uh, current back to the actuator, and that opens a plunger, and it reduces the amount of engine vibration. So it's okay. possible that the mount could be bad, and you, and you, just like everything in today's cars, you check it with a scan tool to see what it's doing. And that's kind of where I'm leaning because that won't necessarily set a check engine light. The engine will still run relatively smooth, uh, but it will, you know, and there's, I, uh, there, there may be two on two of these uh, computer controlled kind of engine mounts and there might be, you know, one or two conventional ones and they give them away at only about $500 a piece. Oh, that's cheap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like the side mount, which is uh, which is I think like seventy five dollars. So, um, you know, based on that would be you know that that's what I'd want to look at. So I'd want to go find somebody who's you know does a lot of Honda work and have them check the engine. The the again, it's called an active engine mount, and what it does is designed so when you're sitting there, it it masks the vibration by. Some electronic wizardry with the um, a hydraulic control inside the mount. Okay, I'll, I'll try that out. Yeah, that, yeah. Try putting it in neutral. So yeah, it goes yeah. Away. Because if you put it in neutral and it goes away, you're pretty assured that it's going to be well. It's related to the drive line somewhere. Um, short of that, there's um, you know there's there's uh, I don't know elves in the back rocking back and forth. I don't you know. Well, it yeah. almost feels like. Uh, the, the old days when the uh, like you have a liquid in the uh, back of the car, yep. and the liquid is sloshing back and forth. It's very, very slight. Yep. And that sounds more like the engine mount. I mean, it's. I guess it's. You know, could it could it be something? You, you know, could it be something when you have half a tank of gas and there's there should be a baffle in the gas tank right, and the baffles that's exactly yeah, what I first thought yeah, of. Yeah, the baffle. You know, but I think you probably would have noticed. Hey, it hasn't done it because either the gas tanks. I'm driving around with the tank almost empty all the time, or I'm driving around with the tank almost full all the time. You probably would have noticed that. Um, but I think the next time it does it, throw it in neutral and see what happens and see if it feels like it kind of goes away, you know, goes away or mostly goes away. And then I think you can say, yeah, it might be a motor mount and then go find somebody who can actually diagnose which one it is. Okay, I'll give it a shot. Okay. Good luck, Eddie. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.
Uh, Give us a call, and uh, I don't know, that phone call sounded fantastic. Fantastic. No funny noises, no nothing. like to hear that sort of stuff. Um, I know our uh, favorite car show that I never go to, the uh, one over in Dedham at the Endicott Estate, is coming up in just a couple of weeks. But also the Corvette Club of Connecticut has a show coming up. Oh, about the same time. July 9th, uh, so if you're in in the uh, southern end of our listening area, the Corvette Club of Connecticut will hold its 25th annual show on Sunday, July 9th at Moroso Performance Parts in Guilford, Connecticut. Uh, you can see them right off the highway where Moroso is. They're the ones that build all kinds of high-performance uh, camshafts, cylinder heads, all kinds of great stuff, as well as trim parts like uh, valve covers and things like that. But it is one of the largest Corvette-only judge shows in the Northeast. The event will feature more than 300 examples of Corvettes in varying vintages and styles, representing all facets of the model's 64-year history. Cars on display will range from original 1950s-era convertibles and coupes to the latest seventh-generation high-performance models, including the 650-horsepower supercharged Z06, and the race-bred Grand Sport, the public invited to come and experience in person the quintessential American sports car and its rich history. Gates open at around 9, admissions 5 bucks a person, children under 12 are free. Vendors will be on site offering Corvette and automotive memorabilia. Variety of foods, beverages, and other refreshments will also be available. All net proceeds from the show are donated to the club's Corvette's adopted charity, the Connecticut Food Bank. Attendees are also invited to bring non-perishable food item for donation. And again, it's the Corvette Club of Connecticut's 25th Annual Corvette Show. It's going to take place Sunday, July 9th from 9 to 3. Rain date is the following Sunday. Moroso Performance Products, it's 80 Carter Drive in Guilford, Connecticut. It is um, right off the highway. It's pretty easy to see. Uh, but so if you're down in the, uh, again, southern end of our listening area and you have nothing to do on that Sunday, go take a look. Uh, Corvette, uh, Club Corvette of Connecticut was formed in 1993 by a group of local Corvette enthusiasts. The club has grown to be one of the largest Corvette clubs in the Northeast with more than 300 members. The main sponsors of the Club Corvette and Corvette show are the McDermott Auto Group, Moroso Performance Products, Wheel and Engineering. Uh, if you want more information, they're on Facebook, like everybody is, Club Corvette of Connecticut, or their website is clubcorvette.com. So you can check it out and see more information about that and find out find out what's going on with them. So, Well, it's a good time. And again, phone lines are open at 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. like to hear from you and see what's on your mind about uh, your car, car problems, humidity. Maybe you're, you're wondering, uh, hey, I got my air conditioning on and the windows are all steaming up. What's up with that? Well, it has to do with the differences in temperature between the outside and the inside, the amount of humidity in the air. But I want to talk about the car that I drove recently. And that was the 2017 Buick LaCrosse. It was the premium version in front-wheel drive. Buick's LaCrosse is a premium sedan with with a smooth, comfortable ride, uh, quiet cabin. 
that most drivers and passengers would expect in this category of a car. At least I think so. Powered by a 310-horsepower, 3.6-liter V6 engine, connected to a smooth-shifting 8-speed transmission, powering the front wheels. All-wheel drive is available, though, so if you're looking for something a little bit better in the winter, you can get it with all-wheel drive. The seats are comfortable and supportive, and the interior is a very stylish-looking and uh, uh, very nice-looking overall. Um, my comment was, uh, this is the kind of interior you ex- expect to see in a Lexus, and I really think Buick is moving really in that direction. I remember talking to Bob Lutz years and years ago when he was, um, at the time, unemployed. He was not chairman of General Motors at the time. He was, I think, just fired from being the president of XI Battery. Uh, he had left General, uh, left Chrysler Corporation. And I said to him, and I'm not the only one who's ever said this, I said, you, uh, you know, you wake up tomorrow morning, the alarm clock goes off, and suddenly you're president of General Motors. What are you going to do? And he said, I want to turn Buick into Lexus. I want Buick to be not just a good car. I want people to think of it as a good luxury car. And I think, I think uh, they're getting in, going in that direction. Um, you know, as far as driving the car, uh, my wife, who's shorter than me, felt there was some blind spots, especially in the right front corner. Um, she would have liked to have been able to see the front a little bit better. Um, tall rear seat passengers will find headroom a bit tight. Uh, the controls are generally easy to operate, with a few exceptions. The electronic shifter, which both my wife and I felt was frustrating to use, it is a... Um, a sh- Conventional-looking shifter, you know, push the button, put it in drive, it's fine. Go to back up. Well, reverse is sort of up and over to the left. And to put it into reverse, you have to push a button on the side of the shifter, then slide it up and over to the left, which doesn't sound all that complicated, but if you're used to doing something for a long time in one way, I went to shift into reverse 7,000 times and probably was able to do it 1,000 times. I'm I'm sure after a couple of weeks you get used to it, but my thought was the shifter always worked the way it did fine. Why do they have to do something a little bit different? Uh, the infotainment system, which sounds great, uh, real nice sound to it, has a bit of a learning curve too. Uh, there's a volume knob, but it'd be nice if there was a station tuning knob instead of a push button to do it. Um, controls on the steering wheel. The keyless entry and push button start is nice. Um you know, having your keys in your pocket, or in the case with my wife having her keys in her bag, being able to get in, walk up to the car, get in, push the button to drive away is not just convenient, but kind of a nice safety issue, too. In spite of a few flaws, the latest lacrosse from Buick should be on the top of your list if you're in the market for a large, upscale car. Uh, engine, 3.6 liter V6. Again, it develops about 310 horsepower. Uh, 21 city, 31 miles per gallon on the highway. According to the... Uh, computer readout. I was doing just a little bit better than that. So this is an this is an ideal cruising car to be out. You know, you're planning those long distance trips. Um, pretty nice, pretty nice car to do it in. Regular gas, no premium required. So that's nice. Um, price as tested. Now this had everything in it, including it could park itself. Um, Forty six thousand seven hundred seventy dollars. And we will be doing trivia based on. A Buick question. So that'll be coming up a little bit later. Uh, a big car show that's coming up in the fall. Well, September's the fall, right? Hate to say it, but uh, because we haven't had, well, we had winter, one day of spring, 
and then tropical temperatures. And I don't know what it's doing out there now. It's in the 70s and it's cloudy and overcast looking, at least here in Marina Bay. Um, but uh, coming up on September 24th is the Classic Car Show at the Boston Common. It's presented by Herb Chambers. And um, according to the people who put it up, the news release they sent me was, Summer is in full swing and the Boston Cup team is getting ready for the 6th annual Classic Car Show Sunday, September 24th on the Boston Common. It runs from 9 to 2. And... This is a pretty nice venue to look at. It says, uh, if you haven't had the opportunity to nominate a vehicle for consideration, be one of only 100 vehicles exhibited, please do so as the curated field is filling up quickly. If you already have done so, we'll be notifying nominees of accepted vehicles via email. And um, this is there are cars that show up which... I, you, you very seldom ever see, and I believe this is kind of a continuation of what was going on up at the uh, Crane Estate, uh, the Crane Estate up in uh, in the Gloucester Gloucester area. Where is that? Up Gloucester ish, up Essex, up that way. Uh, big big uh, estate overlooking the ocean, beautiful. In fact, our buddy Glenn Gould was doing PR for them one of, one of the years they were doing it. And beautiful event up there. And I guess they just didn't like car shows. And it was real high-end stuff. I mean, it could have been Pebble Beach of the East. It was that nice a show. And they eventually decided, you know, it had, it had a lot of interest, except with the... Uh, Folks at the Crane Estate, I guess, uh, but it was um, it just didn't didn't really go over that well for some reason. With uh, maybe it brought too much traffic to the quiet little roads up there because uh, you had to go through the uh, um, Endicott College area to get up there. And, uh, who, who knows what the real reason was? Do you have uh, kids or grandkids? Uh, you know, we've we've talked to our buddy Dan Strollo at In Control a lot uh, over the years, and In Control Advanced Driver Training is a good place to. Really learn some things that you don't learn with your parents, your grandparents, your driving school. Um, and uh, But Ford Motor Company is bringing something very similar to the area with driving skills for life. And it's back in New England. And uh, it will be taking place uh, over the month of July. Uh, kind of all over the place here. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, July 15th and 16th at the Brunswick Executive Airport up in Brunswick, Maine. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday, July 19th and 20th at Global Foundries. That's up in Essex Junction, Vermont. Saturday and Sunday, July 22nd and 23rd, New Hampshire Motor Speedway up in Loudoun. And Wednesday and Thursday, July 26th and 27th at Seekonk Speedway down in Seekonk. And... This is, again, this is a 100% free, hands-on driving program. It's taught by actual uh, performance drivers. And you'll really, you know, teens, and maybe if you're an adult, they'll slide you in too. Um, they'll learn some things and uh, how to handle things like a spin-out, speed management, reaction time. Uh, they have a closed course um where they talk about texting and how distracting it is with an instructor as well as um, they do something that um, they call them, we call them drunk goggles, they call them impairment goggles, but basically what they are, they're a pair of uh, goggles that distort um, your vision 
and they, they're in various levels. So, you know, 0 0.08 is uh, drunk in every state in the country. They have them at 0 0.05, 0 0.08, even higher than that. They have them the equivalent of at nighttime, and they also have marijuana impairment ones now, too. And so they give you an idea of what it's like to drive with those. And on top of that, I believe you're doing it in a Ford Mustang, which is a pretty good way to do it. So uh, you can find out more information. Uh, you can go to uh, Ford Motor Company and Driving Skills for Life to find out more information. And maybe over the next uh, couple of weeks, we'll try to get somebody from Ford. It's, it's, it's uh, put on by the Ford Motor Company Fund, which is a charitable arm of Ford Motor Company. And again, it's called Driving Skills for Life. You can find it on the Internet, but the important dates to remember around here at least, July 22nd and 23rd up in Loudoun, New Hampshire at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, and July 26th and 27th at uh, uh, Seekonk Speedway. And, uh, you know, if you kids or grandkids, you might want to check it out and see what it's all about. Why don't we take a break, pay some bills? My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. If you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open at 617-770-3030. Love to hear from you and see if all the phone lines work. We don't even know how many we have. Could have three, four, five, a thousand. Who knows? But give us a call at 617-770-3030. We'll be right back. Right now at all Sullivan Tire locations, it's our biggest tire sale event of the season. Thousands of popular brand name tires are on sale now. Tires to fit any size vehicle. And you can save $70 instantly on select Goodyear tires. There's no better place in New England for quality tires and top flight auto maintenance than Sullivan Tire. Hurry, this giant tire sale is only on till the end of this month. Find out more at SullivanTire.com. You won't find a better place to buy tires and we will not be beat on price. Come in today, go socks. The more our family grew, the smaller our old car got. So we upgraded to a Honda Odyssey. It's from Kelly Blue Book's 2016 Best Value brand and comes with standard features like Bluetooth, so my wife can remind me of all the things I've forgotten to bring home. Ah, the diapers. Go to www.hondacarsofboston.com or 100 Broadway, Route 99 in Everett, Mass. Call 617-276-1179. Based on 2016 brand image awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit kbb.com for information. See dealer for financing details. When it comes to your car, AAA is the place for everything automotive. We have services that help our members save every step of the way, from researching and buying a new car, to financing, insuring, repairing, and of course, our world-class roadside assistance, available 24-7. The AAA auto buying program is a great tool. AAA members receive guaranteed pricing on new and used vehicles and even save an average of $3,000 on their new car purchase. We even make it easy to pay for your new car by offering low-rate financing. Once your vehicle's on the road, AAA Auto Insurance protects you with excellent coverage and competitive rates. For repairs or maintenance, AAA has an extensive network of approved auto repair facilities. These approved shops offer discounts to members and guarantee their work for 24 months or 24,000 miles. And when you really need help on the road, AAA Roadside assistance is there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So for everything and anything automotive, go to AAA.com slash everything auto. 
Don't you just hate the hassle of car buying? Make it easy by finding your financing first. Hi, I'm Kevin Chapman. As a member of the City of Boston Credit Union for over two decades, I know that they always put their members first with some of the most competitive car rates around. You can figure out what you want to spend before you even go shopping. Come visit the City of Boston Credit Union at cityofbostoncu.com and apply today. Or call 617-635-4545. City of Boston Credit Union. Uniquely Boston. Equal Opportunity Lender. WROL Boston. You're listening to The Car Doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program at AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. Just to eliminate any confusion, it really is Saturday right now. Uh, uh, just in case, just in case. Uh, 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030 is how I would, is how you would get through and talk to us and see what's going on. If you read the Boston Globe today, if you've been up early and you picked up the Boston Globe, my column looks different again. Uh, no big pictures, but it's, but it's there. So I'm happy it's there. So that's, that's a good thing. Um, but at the very bottom, they tagged it as a PSA, which I guess is probably as good a way as any. Um, and on the Providence Journal column, the same thing. And, uh, Bob, if you're listening in the Quincy Sun, if you're able to run my column, I would appreciate it. But at the very bottom, there's a note about, uh, a law that's, pretty much everywhere in the country, and it's called Slow Down, Move Over. And the law is, um, if you're out on the road, and you see if you're out on the multi-lane road, two-lane road, and uh, highway especially, and you see, a, you see someone broken down by the side of the road, so if it's a tow truck servicing them, if it's a police car pulling someone over, a fire truck, EMS, whatever the case is, uh, slow down or change lanes and let them do their job. Um, if you've ever had to change a tire in a breakdown lane at 60, when cars are going by at 60, 70, 80 miles an hour, it is, um, it is a very dangerous and harrowing experience. And this past week, uh, one of our, one of our tow truck drivers pulled over to help someone by the side of the road. Wasn't, in fact, wasn't even a AAA member. It was someone who was just broken down by the side of the road. They pulled over by the side of the road. A ramp truck, one of our ramp trucks came over to kind of block them a little bit to give them a little added protection. And a truck ran into that truck, which pushed our ramp truck into the next truck, which pushed that into the car. Um, our driver was very, very seriously injured, so we're just trying to remind everybody, slow down, move over. It's the law, but more than that, if you get in a really habit of doing it, and I know I'm speaking to people that, well, we're from Boston. We don't always use our turn signals either, but if you get in the habit of using your turn signals all the time, it'll become just muscle memory. You go to change lanes, you'll turn your turn signals on. Same thing when you get in the habit of slowing down or moving over when you see an emergency vehicle. And again, red, yellow, blue lights, whatever the case is, slow down, move over, get out of the lane, let them do their job, let them do their job safely. So even if you're tired and maybe you're not thinking as clearly as you 
would normally, well, you're going to see that blue light, you're going to click your turn signal on, you're going to get out of the lane, move over, and let them do their job. Police officers get hurt all the time this way. Um, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a tough place to be. Even way, way back years ago when uh, I worked for a place that actually had a separate division, in fact, Sullivan Tired does as well, uh, on-road heavy-duty truck tire repair. So when you see one of their trucks by the side of the road servicing a tractor-trailer with a flat tire, um, they have occasionally had the same kind of thing happen. So again, red, yellow, blue lights by the side of the road, slow down, move over, get out of the way, let them do their job. Uh, about a year or so ago, I had my car at um, uh, out on the highway, got a flat tire, my low tire light came in pulled over and i set out i had one reflective triangle and this was out on 495 at six o'clock at night i had one reflective triangle i walked back behind my car about 150 feet put the triangle out jacking up the car taking the wheel off and all of a sudden i hear the triangle get run over by some guy who's looking at his phone instead of looking at the road so again, get, you know, pay attention when you're out there. You see somebody broken down. You see a uh, police officer doing their job. You see a EMS, tow truck, whatever the case is, doing their job. Move over, get over, let them do their job. That's the way to do it. Speaking of my old Hyundai, I ordered parts from Rock Auto a couple weeks ago. I ordered uh, it. Uh, I was under. I was doing brakes on the car. I was under it. I noticed a little bit of wear in a ball joint, just a little tiny bit of wear. And also, while I was under the car, I noticed the inner CV boot was ripped. So, I said, "Well, I'm going to order parts from Rock Auto. I've had good luck with them." I ordered a complete lower control arm assembly with the ball joint, which was about sixty bucks, which was a little bit more expensive than buying just the ball joint, but a whole lot easier to do that way. And also, I ordered a complete brand new axle shaft assembly. So instead of a boot, I ordered the whole axle shaft. $60. The boot kit was 35 And who knows what kind of shape the actual joint was in. So I figured I'd put the whole axle shaft in. Not something I can do at home in my driveway with a... Uh, with the jack and jack stands, I suppose I could, but it becomes a lot of work at that point. So um, I dropped it off at Junior's Automotive in Middleborough, uh, down with Paul and the guys, including my nephew who works there. And I get a call about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Hey, Uncle John, the axle shaft doesn't fit. So I said, well, just go buy one and put it in, and I'll try to figure out how to return this one. Uh, bottom line is they got it done by the end of the day. Car's fine, drove it home, everything's good. Um, I sent an email to the folks at uh, Rock Auto. They're going to send me directions on how to return it. A um, little disappointed it didn't fix because two reasons. It was a whole lot cheaper uh, buying it uh, over the Internet than it was buying it at the local parts store. Uh, no reflection on Junior. It's just that, you know, just the local parts store cost was was what it was. So, uh, But uh, Junior and his guys, they did a great job down there. They are quick. They are efficient. Uh did the job the way they were supposed to. Couldn't 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 argue with that. So if you're in that area, or if you're down on that end of the world, down in Middleborough, um, easy to get to. Big shop. They also do heavy duty heavy duty uh, uh, truck inspections down there too. Complete inspection facility, and uh, of course they're placed on Hyde Park at, on River Street. Um, but they, both places, I've had good luck, and they do a good job. And 
It just cost me more than I wanted to, so it'll cost me less once I return the old part. But Well, in February, Fiat Chrysler uh, CEO uh, warned investors his company could soon face a dieselgate crisis of its own. As it turns out, uh, they had plenty of time to reach that conclusion. The EPA met with uh, Fiat Chrysler to express concerns about the company's diesels way back in November 2015, just two months after the world learned that Volkswagen installed defeat devices on 11 million vehicles. Um, that I think 11 million of those cars are over at the South Weymouth Navy base. There's a whole area over there filled with Volkswagen, and that's what I'm guessing it is. The, two, the 2015 EPA-FCA meeting was referenced in an email late last week by Reuters under the Freedom of Information Act. In the email dated January 2016, the head of EPA Transportation Air Quality Compliance Division expressed serious concerns about FCA's slow response to the agency's questions about high levels of nitrogen oxide emissions from FCA diesels. We don't know which diesels were targeted by the EPA during the 2015 face-to-face, according to the article. I believe this is from Car Connection. Uh, the names of specific models were redacted from the email, though it's been confirmed they were diesels. However, it's worth noting FCA is now the target of two U.S. lawsuits from owners of heavy-duty Ram trucks, a federal lawsuit involving 2014 and 2016 Grand Cherokee and Ram 1500 models, and a separate investigation into the FCA, FCA diesel emissions in Europe. Also damaging, at least to the FCA brand, is the fact that the same researchers who uncovered Volkswagen defeat devices recently tested FCA diesels and found some emit up to 20 times the legal lim- limit of pollutants, not quite as bad as the, whatever, 400 per- times more with the Volkswagens, FCA disputes the accuracy of the research's study and says that it did not intentionally design diesels to cheat on emissions tests. The company also says it expects the upgraded 2017 diesel model to be approved by EPA any day now. Once they're greenlit, the same software update will be applied to the older FCAs, bringing them in line with federal regulations. Before we do trivia, this is kind of an interesting thing. This is a, this is a, from a court case in Plains... Painesville, Ohio, and uh, the judge out there apparently has been widely known for uh, handing out punishments that are, are often thoughtfully matched to the wrongs of the convicted. He ordered a woman who abandoned a bunch of kittens in the woods, 35 kittens by the way, to spend a night in the woods herself without food, water, or entertainment. The woman also had the option of choosing a 90-day jail sentence. She chose the woods. He gave another woman who skipped out on a 30-mile cab ride the option of spending 30 days in jail or walking 30 miles. She chose to walk 30 miles. And instead of a more conventional sentence, he gave a man who stole the Salvation Army donation kettle the option of spending 24 hours homeless. Now he's uh, kind of doing the same thing for drunk driving. Last month, this judge began ordering anyone convicted of driving under the influence to install a ride-sharing app like Lyft or Uber on their smartphones and enter credit card information. Though though offenders don't actually have to use the app, uh, the judge believes having it set up and ready to go makes the option of hailing a ride much more attractive to drivers that have had one too many. He was inspired to add the requirement by the acquaintance who had been convicted of driving under the influence four times he asked the man why he just didn't use Lyft or Uber, and the man simply replied that he didn't know how. Shortly afterwards, uh, he uh, made installing such apps part of probation for drunk drivers. 
asked about whether he was promoting a particular business, he scoffed, I'm not promoting Uber or Lyft. I have no monetary interest in Uber or Lyft. In the next 20 years, there'll be self-driving cars, so maybe we won't have to worry about it. 20 years might be optimistic, Judge. Um, so the policies work? I don't know. They say uh, the uh, recidivism rate, so the amount of uh, for regular convictions, is about 75%. However, the judge says his recidivism rate is only about 10%. So maybe spending the night in the woods all by yourself or uh, spending 24 hours in a homeless shelter or being homeless, maybe it all works out. So teaches you a lesson. Let's go uh, try this phone line. Skippy? Hello, Dr. John Paul. How are you, sir? sir hey, before I get to my car question, were you named after the Pope? I was, I was not. I was not named oh, okay. after the Pope. I was not named after the Beatles. I was named after my father. All right. Just, I always want to ask that. But I, I recently, a month ago, I bought a 2017 Toyota Corolla. Brand new. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got about 100 miles on it. I don't go too far with it. But here's my question. I hear talking a lot about synthetic oil, and that's the way to go. Uh, how are, now, but see, this is a new car. I don't put a lot of I won't, I'm anticipating putting a lot of miles on it. But my first oil change on this car, uh, how long do you think that should be? What three thousand miles? Um, I, you know, the the I think I think Toyota says, and I'm just guessing, but I think Toyota says every six months or ten thousand miles at the maximum. Okay. Maybe maybe that's right. maybe that's what they say. Um, what I would do is I, even though you don't drive much, I would probably you've had it about a month, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I would still probably, you know, I, I wouldn't go, I, I don't know that I would go a full year, but I, you know, probably six or eight months down the road, I would think about getting the oil changed. And you say the synthetic, I hear you talking about that up a lot. I, that seems to make sense. Uh, yeah, that's es- the way to go. yeah, especially for someone who, you know, somebody who drives a lot or someone who drives a little, um, those are the those are the windows where synthetics best because it helps lubricate the engine. It's it seems to work better. Um, I like I you know I like synthetic oil a lot. I use it in my cars, even even the old car, in the new car, uh, the new cars, uh, the newer car we have requires it. Um, there's not that many cars that actually require it, but uh, uh, I I think it's just money well spent and I'm cheap. Okay, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'll tell you <laughs> also too. Uh, well, I was ready to get the car. The insurance company gave me a uh, a rental. Yep. And I don't know about you. They gave me this. Uh, it was a nice car, beautiful car, uh, a Chrysler 300 or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2070, that thing. But I don't know about you, but it was all buttons. It was like yep. trying to fly the space shuttle. Uh, it was really, I kept, I more than once, I had that thing for about three weeks. Neighbors, hey, you left your car running. I, I thought I was shut off. I was, I was hitting the button for the radio, and I left the car running. I don't. What do you think about these cars with all these buttons? What, look like a washing machine dial too, for the gear block and the gears. Well, and, uh, I don't know. What, yeah, and that's part. That's you know, that's part of it too, is because um, you know that gear shift that's in the Chrysler 300. That's the one that um, people have left it in reverse or drive, got out of it. In fact, one it was a, a Hollywood actor. The car ran ran him over and killed him. So yeah, right. I you know I like you know I like buttons, switches, and levers, but I think you have to make them to the point where you don't confuse the person who's using them. You know, so um, 
you know, like well, the, the, I, I, I like a key. I think you should have a key. You know, so I live in Salty, and I think you need a key, especially around here in the winter when someone pulls in your spot that you shoveled it out. <laughs> How are you going to key their car door if you don't have a key? Well, that's true. That's true. You, well, you have to carry a rock with you. You know, so. I don't oh, okay. know. I don't know. Um, All right. Yeah. yeah so when I use that, I'll, when I use yeah, that, I'll yeah. Yeah. you said, yeah. Well, you said John. John Paul said just throw a rock through their window instead, instead of key in the car. Um, well, <laughs> it, you know, it's probably it's probably actually cheaper to replace a window than it is to repair a scratch in the car. So. Um, well, you might want to do both if you're really mad at them. But, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. go with the rocks, though. Yeah, um, yeah and, and Toyota, Toyota, I actually looked it up. Toyota says 10,000-mile oil changes on that car. But even though, I mean, at the end of a year, you're only, the way you're going, you're only going to go 1,000 miles. But still, I wouldn't want to have uh, I wouldn't want to have oil in the car that's more than a year old. Well, I'll tell you what. My last vehicle was a uh, 2003 Toyota Tacoma. I love that truck. All I did the oil change twice a year religiously. Yep. But I, in 14 years, I only had 67,000 miles oh, geez. Yeah. on the thing. Yeah. So that shows you how much I drive. Yeah. Well, if I ever went to work a full week, uh, I probably would have had more than that. But but I'll tell you, they're the best cars I heard is just take care of the oil. Yep. No, you're, no, you're right. And if I if I ever need to if I ever need to go on a long drive, can I give you a call, borrow your car? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring your own rocks, though. All right. All right, John. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Give me, bye-bye. Bye. Six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty, and look, you can even leave the phone thing up over there. It doesn't make weird noises. I like this. At least we don't think it makes weird noises. Yeah, a little little click. So then you can pot it down, I guess. So do that. Okay, time for trivia. Time for trivia. Now, Buick over the years has made convertibles, and they've made. A Riviera convertible. They have most recently made a unpronounceable name convertible, Casada or something like that, which is actually a very, very nice convertible. By the way, I think it's a, I think it's a lot of opal in it, but it's a very nice convertible. But between 1988 and 1991, I mean, I'm sorry, it was a two-seat touring-style convertible. What was the name of that convertible? Uh, early years, it had a, it came out as a coupe, but what was, in 1990 and 91, what was the name of the Buick convertible, two-seat convertible? And you see them every once in a while popping around, but what was the name of that Buick convertible? If you know the answer, give us a call at 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. And we have a very cool light from our friends at MyChanic that will, uh, that will, uh, that will send out to you. So it's a very, very nice light. So let Karen do her job. Independent testers from the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety gave the 2017 Chevrolet Bolt EV, a top safety pick this past week. The result included a high score of good on all crash tests and a superior score for front crash prevention. The agency noted the Bolt EV was the first all-electric vehicle to earn the pick for 2017. The, the Chevy Bolt EV missed out on the top safe pick award because of a poor rating for its standard headlights, which testers noted provided fair to good visibility but produced excessive glare to oncoming drivers. Chevrolet does not op, uh offer optional upgraded headlights on the Bolt EV. 
among small cars, the Bolt EV joins 11 other nameplates as top safety pick, including the Chevrolet Volt. Among the 11 nameplates, uh, uh, which is which is good, yeah, to achieve the top safety rating, the Bolt EV needs Chevrolet's Driver Confidence 2 package, which adds $980 to Premier Trim. So you're looking at an electric car with a total price of $41,780, a fully equipped Bolt EV Costs $42,760. A Bolt EV uh, qualifies for federal and state tax credits where, where applicable. So I think you can bring that price down to low 30s. Um, I haven't driven a Bolt yet. Everybody tells me they're, they're good to drive. There was a, there was a Bolt um, press event here in Boston where they actually, it was a kind of a two-day event. They took Bolts from... from uh, Boston and drove down to Provincetown and then drove around and drove around and came back, I guess. Um, I don't know if it was all on a single charge, which may have been, which may have been the plan. Um, but hopefully we'll see a bolt in the GM press fleet that is, uh, here in the New England area. That'd be kind of fun to see. Um, Hyundai is further expanding its range of crossovers from today's three to five within a couple of years. Today's lineup includes the Tucson, a nice little uh, compact crossover, the Santa Fe Sport and the Santa Fe, uh, regular Santa Fe, which is more of a midsize. The Santa Fe Sport is more of the old Santa Fe size. Uh, the Santa Fe midsize, uh, regular Santa Fe is more like the old Veracruz. The next SUV arrives in 2018 in the form of a small Hyundai Kona. And the fourth uh, Hyundai crossover SUV will slot between the uh, beneath the Tucson in the brand lineup. Yet to come is a small SUV that won't be sold in the United States. It has a large three-row uh, upsided to combat with today's bestseller. So it'll be sort of a um, it'll be sort of a uh, maybe Yukon size, maybe so not quite suburban size. Um, those figures don't include a range of Genesis crossover SUVs that people are hinting around. In New York, there was a the GV80 concept, which, show, which showed at the New York Auto Show. Uh, the one that I really want to see more than the Kona and something else is this uh, Santa, Fe, uh, Santa Cruz crossover truck. I've always liked El Caminos. I've always liked, I even like the, the little Subaru Baja. But uh, Hyundai says they're going to do this uh, kind of car pickup truck sort of thing. The concept was a concept, so kind of kind of a little over the top looking. But it had uh, it was a four door ish. It was two doors with uh, the back two doors actually open out in the opposite direction, kind of suicide door look. Short bed, um, just good look. Good I, when I saw the concept a couple of years ago, I. I kind of thought they get they get some good ideas with that, and again, I'm sort of a sucker for that. I like the uh, Ford Explorer Sport Track, which I thought was pretty neat too. Uh, so we'll have to we'll have to wait and see what's really going to go on. Uh, this new little Kia Kona, I don't know. Well, we apparently have three lines or four lines. We have four lines. Oh my goodness! And there's one empty. And there's one empty, so we might even have five lines. Uh, let, but let's go to line one. Paul. Good morning, John. Good morning, sir. The answer is, I believe, the Buick Riata. The Buick Riata is correct. How did you, how did you know that? 
Oh, I remember them. They were a nice little car. They were a nice little car. The coupe, I thought they did a nice job with the coupe. And when they cut the roof off it and turned it into a convertible, um, and it was it was a little bit futuristic, too, because it used, I mean, we see touch screens in all kinds of cars today, but it used an actual CRT tube, like an old-fashioned picture tube. That was the that was part of the display. And, of course, when the, you know, those things over the years went bad, and, you know, people replaced them with all kinds of other stuff. But that was a pretty neat little car. And powered by a 3.8 liter V6, dependable as can be. Um, uh, you know, there's there, there are a few around. I I, I really kind of like them, and I think uh, for uh, I think they're overlooked as a collectible. Yeah, they are. That, that uh, 231 3.8 was a great little engine. I have a uh, 78 Buick Skylark with that engine in it, and it's a great running car. Oh, oh yeah, you know those those were good, and you know they you know again I think the electronics hurt them a little bit, but I think they were pretty I think they were pretty nice cars. I'll tell you what, Paul, stay right there. We'll put you on hold. We'll send you on a nice little prize. Okay. All right, John. Thank you. All right, thank you. So Karen will do that, and can we go over to? Peter on, no, Ray on line three. Ray. Ray, how are you doing, John? Good, how are you? Uh, you know, the reason I'm calling is the uh, thing you said about the slowdown move over. Yep. I've driven fire trucks and I've driven, I drive an ambulance now. The slowdown move over gives these people too much of a choice. What they do is they slam on the brakes in front of you, you have to go around them. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, and all the old timers move to the right. Oh, we don't want them moving to the right. Yeah, no, we want to. Yeah, no, uh, but this is the idea, if you see them in the breakdown lane, if you see a fire truck in the breakdown lane or a police right. car in the breakdown lane, you know, get away from them. Let them do their job. You know, don't don't well, don't zip by at 70 miles an hour and knock them off their feet. Well, that's the thing, yeah. yeah. You know, they should be better off, you know, pulling over and, and kind of moving over to the side so that they can, if they're going to stand at the, at the, uh, the operator side, they won't yeah. get clipped. Yeah, no, that, in fact, in fact, even with construction equipment now, they passed a law in Massachusetts that's letting construction equipment, um, you know the thing they put out when they're doing construction that's kind of designed to run into, I think it's called a stinger or a spider or something like that, that yeah, it looks yeah. like it collapses. Well, they're gonna let, they're gonna let them actually put a blue light on the end of that thing because they know the blue lights attract a little bit more attention and people pay more attention to them than a yellow light. So they figure rather than a construction equipment with yellow lights, they'll put a blue light on it, and people might slow down a little bit more because they're afraid they're going to get a ticket. So even out in New York now, there's some, I heard from somebody, there's uh, there's some uh, there's some thoughts about actually adding um, blue lights to uh, tow trucks now. Because this is this is just a big problem. I mean, there's there's people getting hit all the time. Oh yeah. yeah, the yeah. the actual slowdown move over law. One of the reasons it was enacted in Massachusetts back, it was probably seven or eight years ago now, was a state trooper got hit, and then uh, two tow truck drivers out on four ninety five. Uh, they were contract drivers with AAA. They were helping somebody around one o'clock in the morning, and one guy went out, and a buddy of his came out in his tow truck. Backed him up behind him. The guy hit both of them, and I think killed both drivers. So you know this is a big deal. So you know, and we're just trying to remind people. You know, just just let them do their job. You know, just uh, you know, get out of the lane and let them do their job. I drive a lot up in Maine, and they don't have the problems that we have over here. The code enforcement's a little bit stricter over there. Yeah. Over here, you can pass on the right. Yeah. 
if they, you know, like I said, it's like a, it's like a raceway. Sometimes when you have the lights and sirens on, oh yeah, stuff, ambulances and stuff like that, they won't pass the police, but they will pass everybody else. Yep, yep, no, you know? no, it's uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know what the answer is, but I know the answer is. You know, let people that are trying to help you do their job. That's the answer. Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Another, another question. Another sure. question. I saw something. I heard you talk about the El Camino. I don't know what I called you about the El Camino. Oh, before. yeah. Yep. I saw something yesterday that looked like an HHR. With, it was a red thing. Uh, it looks like a, a, a car, but it's got a, um, a back, back uh, truck style. Was it doesn't it? look like a truck, though. doesn't look like I'm a truck. Well, the only two things I can think of that are that small that could look like that, well, three things. Uh, one is that it could have been a, an old Subaru Brat from the 70s. No, no, there's no. a lot of round no. features. It's okay. kind of, maybe, unless it's one of those Australian ones. Well, that's the other one. There's okay. there's a there's a guy down in Wareham who is who was converting Volkswagen Jettas. He was cutting the back doors and all the back of them off and turning them uh, into little pickup trucks. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and you could buy the kit to do it yourself. It oh, okay. was it was like I think the kit was three thousand dollars or four thousand dollars, and it would come with all the material to build a bed. The rear fenders, the petition between the, and it turned into a pretty neat little, and it looked like a little Australian pickup truck. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's doing, he's, he's, he's actually doing them now, and he's doing them with, um, with, uh, Dodge Chargers. So if you can find an old, you know, Dodge nice. Charger police car, you right, can, right. you can, you can turn that into a little pickup truck. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, another thing, I wanted to send you the, the El Camino pictures, but I sent them to the phone number that's on the, on the, Oh, okay. Where do you send it to? Okay, send it to send it to my email at work, which is J Paul J P A U L. Okay, yeah. At A A A Northeast, you got to spell Northeast out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to spell Northeast dot com. So A A A Northeast dot com. Northeast dot com. Yep. All right. Good enough. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Let's go talk to Peter. Peter. Hello, John. Hello, Peter. We're celebrating uh, Etzel's 60th anniversary. We are. We are. You too. We, do we have a cake? We're going to have a cake, John, in Detroit. And I'm looking at a piece of uh, motivational card, uh, May 14th, 57. Mm-hmm. A man shall, shall uh, sow and a man shall reap. And it shows a, uh, a stalk of um, wheat. Coming out of the ground, so really? I guess, I, yeah, I guess they figured that uh, it was all going to go good, John. Well, it was. It was going good, except except they made the cars, and it was all good until they made cars. Right, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, um, yeah, we're going to Detroit in uh, July for the uh, 60th anniversary, and I'm going to do the Etzel lecture there, so I'm excited about that. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, Peter, can you do me a favor? Can you send me an email? Sure. You know, you know, you know the uh, thing we were talking about. I finally got it. So, oh, so wow. send 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 me an email with your address, and I'll get that out to you. Okay, John. Okay. Well, all right. Very good. All right. Take care, right. Peter. Bye bye. You too. Thank you. Yep. Bye bye. 
Our phone number is 617-770-3030. Phones, phones work. I wonder how they work remotely. Yeah. yeah, well, we'll, we'll just add that a little extra mix in there uh, because uh, I may be going on vacation soon. So, so we'll figure out. Hey, this is a pretty interesting auction. This is coming up uh, pretty soon. This is in, uh, it's going to be in uh, Norwalk, Ohio at Summit Motorsports Park. And it's the Ron Hackenberger Collection. And it's 700 cars and trucks, tractors, and buggies. And memorabilia, upright visible gas pumps, Studebaker neon signs, plastic Studebaker sign, uh, porcelain uh, Studebaker sign, scooters and motorcycles, a 47 Indian Chief Roadmaster motorcycle with an Indian sidecar, a 49 Harley Davidson, Vespa scooters, Wizard motorcycles, and more. Um, some of the listings of cars, a rare eight-door checker limo, a rare 62 Cadillac Metro ambulance, a 1950 Packard ambulance, a uh, or hearse, one or the other, I guess. A rare 1967 uh, six and eight door checker limos. Apparently, they like checkers. Uh, multiple Studebaker fire trucks. A 47 Cadillac hearse. Um, some there's a bunch of Studebaker, Kaiser, Fraser, Hudson, Packard, Nash cars. Hundreds of vehicles, including multiples of 50s to 60s, presidents, commanders, land cruisers, two and four-door sedans, wagons, coupes, uh, multiple Studebaker champion coupes, including a 50, 50 and 52 Studebaker champion convertible, um, a 50, uh, 23 Studebaker doctor's coach, a lot of those, um, a lot of Chrysler stuff, 65 Dodge Dart two-door coupe, 66 Dodge uh, Charger, uh, 40 Chrysler Traveler, um, 57 Chevy Bel Air four-door hardtop, several Corvairs, uh, 51 Pontiac four-door wagon, um, uh, 71 Sunbeam Alpine convertible, 27 Ford Model T truck, um, just a, a bunch of Divco milk trucks, uh, just a lot of stuff. And um, this is uh, this is the Ron Hackenberger auction. It's Ron. Uh, H-A-C-K-E-N-B-E-R-G-E-R dot com or Vanderbrink Auctions, VanderbrinkAuctions.com. We've had them on our program before to talk about another auction that was taking place of a bunch of orphan cars. And I saw the person we talked to was on that Strange Inheritance TV show talking about the same thing because they were auctioning off their cars and we happen to have them on our program. Um, but a lot of stuff and it's just in a couple of weeks and you can check it out. And, uh, the um, Barrett-Jackson auction in Connecticut's going on right now, and I wonder if Santos is there because we tried to make some arrangements to get because we tried to make arra- we tried to make arrangements to get Santos there. Really? Yeah, we applied for credentials so he could get there. So hopefully he did. Six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. Let's talk to Rick. Rick? Hey there. Hey there. So now uh, with you guys got caller ID, I can't be hidden, okay? Uh, yeah, apparently we do have caller ID. <laughs> yeah, as I was told. Um, now, you said you had a problem pushing a button to go into reverse. Mm-hmm. I, um, I had to push a button to shift in my car all the time. So I don't know why you're having a problem. Why am I having a problem? Because it is because it's actually there's a button you push to move the shifter, and then there's a yeah. side button you push 
to you have to hold the button to push it up and over to get it into reverse. Oh, so there's two buttons. There's kind of two okay, buttons. There's kind of two buttons. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And and it seems like you should just push the one and get it right into reverse, but no, you have to push this other one. And I guess it's so you don't, you know, mistakenly put it in reverse at sixty miles an hour or something. But um, yeah, but I but, actually found that. Yeah, it it just seems awkward. It just seems why not just have a regular? And it's electronic. I mean, it's a you know, it's an electronic shifter, so you can actually shut you know shut the car off and. I guess we'll go back and park. So, so it's uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting idea. But and I guess once you get used to it, you know, after after a while, I started getting used to it. But even the last time I went to back it in the driveway, um, I still didn't push the button to shift in the reverse. So maybe I'm just a slow learner. Well, the thing is, uh, you're not a slow learner. I'm just teasing you a bit. I, I could be. I could be. You never know. My wife will tell. My wife will tell you that. You know, uh, when I'm in my car, the shifter's on the floor. Okay. When I'm in my wife's van, the shifter's on the, on the column. And I, I, I have a tendency to go for the floor, even in my wife's Oh, yeah. Van. Yeah, you know, and, and it's places where it's places where you don't expect it, you know, where some cars are actually, you know, they're on the floor, you expect them to be there, and then all of a sudden they're not. And then if you're somebody who's used to a column shifter and you get in the car and you, you reach up and then you turn the windshield wipers on. Yeah. Now, did you see that one of the different insurance institutes did a comparison study of accidents uh, in the states that have legalized marijuana for several years? I did. In the states, and that, and, and those um, and those crashes went up. Yeah. I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just have a guess, but you know, and and the uh, marijuana advocates will tell you that. Um, that, uh, you know, the driving doesn't suffer the same way it does with alcohol. But if you're impaired, you're impaired. And if you're impaired from uh, somebody, uh, somebody, a reporter just asked me about this the other day. And I said, if you're impaired from drunk, being drunk, if you're impaired from being high, or if you're impaired from lack of sleep, you're still impaired. And yeah. the problem is, there's also no good way to test it. And the other problem is, is in those states where it's legal, things like... Um, the edible marijuana, there's there's no good way to tell the concentration. So somebody who eats a marijuana cookie um, at one store, the cookie could have a completely different strength than at another store. It's not like it's not like you go out and you buy a bottle of tequila that's forty percent alcohol and a bottle of rum is a uh, is eighty percent alcohol. Um, it, you know, you know what it is. That's not the case with this, apparently. So, you know, I, I you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. And the other concern, I guess, I have is, you know, with the legalization of it in Massachusetts, it's going to be taxed at 22 and 28 percent. So almost 50 percent tax, which is going to, I guess, going to keep people still buying it illegally. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, their yeah. taxing is so high, the street corner guy is going to still be in business. And the whole point, I thought, was to get rid of them. But um, so I don't, I don't I, this is this is this is beyond me. I, I don't I don't I don't have an answer other than I'm not surprised that, um, you know, where where it's another something to be cause you to be impaired. You know, people are going to drive that way. And the the other part of the other part of it is from talking to kids. So talking to you know, teenagers who wouldn't think, you know, if they were thinking about drinking and driving, they would get a designated driver. 
if yep. that is not the case when kids are talking about driving high, they don't think anything of it. They just think, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, oh, but yeah, drinking, I know, I know but, but drinking, they'll they'll go someplace and they'll say, okay, uh, you know, Billy's going to be the designated driver tonight. He won't drink, and you know, everybody else will. But nobody says that when it when it comes to when it comes to marijuana. Oh yeah, so, and, and, yeah. and with the um, marijuana being placed in food, you could pull a let's let's pull a joke on Johnny. We'll give him one of these marijuana brownies, and he won't even know it. Well, there's, there's a, uh, and they made the, they kind of made the news around here a little bit. Uh, some medical marijuana dispensary here in Quincy um, has a marijuana pizza. Yeah, so, I've heard of that. So yeah, so you can go home and you can have your pizza and your marijuana at the same time. Yep. So and but for the people who need medical marijuana, for the people that have cancer, glaucoma, you know, and issues, you know, it's it's a it's a very valuable thing. Uh, but you know, to to be out and being high while you're driving, not such a good thing. Well, maybe uh, my information is dated, but I, but I understand is that you, they can actually extract the good ingredients from marijuana and leave the bad stuff out and still give it to these patients, and they don't have to have the um, the. the you know, um, yeah, 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 I've, I've, stuff, I've, stuff like I, yeah, I've heard that too. I don't, I'm not, sh- I don't, and I will, I will, I will not, not even try to pretend I know enough about it. So, yeah, yeah, but I heard that as well that they can take the THC, which is the stuff that gets that that takes away the pain out of it, and but I, but I don't know. So, yeah, okay, Rick. Hey, we got to take a break, but thanks for calling in. All right. Okay. Wow, there's a lot of stuff going on at Rick's house. (laughs) We'll get rid of Rick. We'll take a break. If you want to join us, 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030 is how you get through. Give us a call about your car, your car problems, whatever's on your mind. Uh, Don't get too political because I'm the least political person that you'll know. So... Uh, and again, coming up on July 9th, right over here sure. at the Endicott Estate is the Bay State Antique Auto Show. And that runs from 7 to 2, um, right at the Endicott Estate at 656 East Street in Dedham. Uh, there's first, second, and third place awards in 29 classes. Car Corral, flea market, food court, ice cream, live entertainment featuring cruising Bruce Palmer. Um gotta get him on the show he's a local guy well rhode island guy um we're facebook friends which doesn't mean a lot but we're facebook friends so um but and he's a radio guy so he'll probably show me all the things i don't know how to do why don't we take a break i think karen's ready we'll take a break my name is john paul this is car doctor program we will be back in just a couple minutes reader and mike stay right there we'll be with you in just about three minutes
If you're listening right now, you must like us. This is Bob Brooks. Join our fan club and let us thank you for listening to us by giving you special offers. Find out what they are by joining today at WROLradio.com. The Cottage Bar and Restaurant in Weymouth is your home for live music on Friday and Saturday nights with Irish sessions on Tuesday evenings and Sunday afternoons. Plenty of live entertainment and you can catch all of your major sports including exclusive access to all live GAA events. The menu features American pub favorites as well as Irish fare with a local feel and twist. A traditional Irish breakfast available every weekend. The Cottage Bar and Restaurant, 26 Union Street, Weymouth. Right now at all Sullivan Tire locations, it's our biggest tire sale event of the season. Thousands of popular brand name tires are on sale now. Tires to fit any size vehicle. And you can save $70 instantly on select Goodyear tires. There's no better place in New England for quality tires and top flight auto maintenance than Sullivan Tire. Hurry, this giant tire sale is only on till the end of this month. Find out more at SullivanTire.com. You won't find a better place to buy tires and we will not be beat on price. Come in today, go Sox! When it comes to your car, AAA is the place for everything automotive. We have services that help our members save every step of the way, from researching and buying a new car to financing, insuring, repairing, and, of course, our world-class roadside assistance, available 24-7. The AAA auto buying program is a great tool. AAA members receive guaranteed pricing on new and used vehicles and even save an average of $3,000 on their new car purchase. We even make it easy to pay for your new car by offering low-rate financing. Once your vehicle's on the road, AAA Auto Insurance protects you with excellent coverage and competitive rates. For repairs or maintenance, AAA has an extensive network of approved auto repair facilities. These approved shops offer discounts to members and guarantee their work for 24 months or 24,000 miles. And when you really need help on the road, AAA Roadside Assistance is there 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. So for everything and anything automotive, go to AAA.com slash everything auto. WROL Boston. You're listening to The Car Doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program. Facebook told me a few things today. The British Car Day will be at Lars Anderson Auto Museum tomorrow at 10 o'clock. And also at... There will be Jeep Fest today at 11 at Central Chrysler Jeep Dodge. And um, they're right on Route 1. So uh, Providence Turnpike, I guess, is the actual real address. So a couple of events going on. Well, it's raining out now, but Jeep people don't mind the rain. And not anything related to cars, but at the Benjamin Franklin Institute today at 11 o'clock, Boston Jerk Fest, jerk fest Food. So I guess if you like uh, jerk chicken, you can get it all at the Benjamin Franklin Institute. Let's talk to Rita. Rita? Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm John Paul. Good. How are you? Good. Um, I have a question about my uh, Toyota Corolla 2003. Okay. And um, I drive uh, not that much, probably. Uh, right now I just reached a little over 61,000 miles. 
so you can see how much I drive. Well, <laughs> well, well you, you and Skippy earlier ought to get together and just buy one car and just share I was it. Say, I heard Skippy. I'm like, hey, I told my husband, I said, I drive... I drive less than Skippy, so I thought that was kind of funny. But um, anyways, I, I, I keep my car in pretty good shape. Yep. Um, I hardly let anybody drive it. Maybe my husband once in a while if he's nice. But um, <laughs> if, he, if he's going to put gas in it and wash it, <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, he has a Cadillac, so I want to drive it. I want to sit in his car and go for uh, yeah, I, I understand. trips. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, just recently, I mean, just like I actually, I didn't have to put too much um, uh, cost into it. As far as repairs, other than I, I do get my um, every six month oil change yep. and um, and maybe a timing chain tensioner once and I had that and maybe yep. a couple of batteries, whatever. But anyways, yep. um, so just this this year, you know, they they go through the maintenance and um, probably spent you know I probably have to spend over you know a thousand for mm-hmm. different repairs, which is fine. You know, spark plugs, um, you know, brake jobs, yep. whatever. Yep. So now, but now I notice, well, I've been noticing it, uh, a little bit of rusting, and that's what happened to my last car. It's like, my last car also was a Toyota, um, and uh, that, I, I think I had that for maybe 15 years, mm-hmm. and and again, it was around 60000 when I had to get rid of it because of the of the, the uh, rusting um, on the body. You know, I keep it outside, I'm in, I'm in uh, Boston, mm-hmm. and, the, I, you know, the, the uh, salt is murder around here. Yep. Um, and you know, even though I keep, I, I clean it very rarely. My, actually, my husband gets me uh, coupons for the car wash. Okay. Yep. Um, so I, I, you know, I do. I, you know, I don't. I, I just now I see the resting getting a little bit on one one spot. Um, you know, over the over the uh, drive, yep. uh, left side wheel, mm-hmm. and that's how I didn't get my uh, inspection on my last car um, that I had to get rid of uh, after 15 years because of the resting. So I don't know how to prevent that from going yeah further. yeah you can't, well i mean other than try to get to it now before it gets worse um so what do you do so you have to go to a body shop and they're going to have to grind out all the rust and they're going to they're yeah. going to fill it in and 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 it's mm. going to be it's it's not going to be a permanent thing but it might get you another five or six years before it gets worse again so yeah, because, yeah. Uh, so that's about really all you can do. The only yeah. uh, the only other thing you can try kind of there's stuff there's some stuff in um paint stores and auto parts stores and places like that called rust reformer. Okay. And what it is it's this sort of goopy stuff you paint on with a paintbrush and mm. it actually turns the rust sort of a uh kind of greenish color. But what mm-hmm. it does is it actually kind of stops the rust in its place and mm-hmm. it sort of maintains it a little bit, and then mm. you can kind of touch up the paint over it a little bit. And yeah. although it'll still look a little rusty, at least it sort of stops yeah. the rust. Okay, um, what's, it, what's it called it's, again? It's, called, it's Rust Reformer. And reformer? Reformer, yep. Okay, Reformer. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that will do a little bit of good, and yeah. it doesn't cost, yeah. you know, it'll cost, yeah. you know, $10. Yeah, I'm just trying to avoid like them seeing yeah. it, and so then you know I can get my inspection. Yeah. To, no, know, I, unless there's unless there's real holes in the car, um, yeah. you know, yeah. unless there's a hole yeah. in the floor or that there's a through. yeah or or it's sharp. Yeah. Uh, we don't in Massachusetts. We don't have any real rules against having a rusty car. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. In in New Hampshire, uh. in New Hampshire, for instance, you yeah. can't have you can't have a car with a hole in it. But in Massachusetts, yeah. you can have a you can have all kinds of holes. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. As well, long I don't as know. It, I mean, yeah. like, like I said, you know, before the 2003 vehicle yeah. that I got, which actually was, a, you know, it was just a, a year old. It was a used. I mean, I, I, even my other car was used, but not yeah. very much. And mm-hmm. I always buy a car with very low mileage oh, sure, because yeah. I want to keep it. 
And, I mean, the engines are really, I mean, I don't know. For me, driving around the city, it, it, they last a long time. Yeah, I don't yeah. have a lot of a lot, yeah. a lot of trouble. And, um, but I think the the other car I had did have a few holes here and there because it was rusting in various places. Yeah. But, but but they didn't, they didn't, uh, they said, you know, get your, your car fixed and then we'll give you, but, you know, by that point I said, you yeah. know, this car has had it. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but, you know, 60 Thousand, if you yeah, go it's five thousand yeah, a year. Yeah. I mean, how long will my car really last if I take care of the rest? I mean, could it last a long time? Yeah, know. yeah. I mean, it's and it is going to, you know, mechanically, it's going to last. It's going to last a long, long time. Yeah, um, but yeah. you know, and, and and it's kind of funny though. Year, years ago, we had a Volkswagen. And it got to be about 10 years old. And I said to my wife, you know, it's starting to get a little rusty underneath. It's probably time to get rid of it. And yeah. my wife sold it to one of her co-workers uh, for their daughter. Their daughter drove it for a while. Her mother drove it for a while. I think they drove it another eight years, and then someone, yeah. ran, in, then someone ran into it. And, and yeah. you know, since then, yeah. my wife doesn't believe me about anything. You know, so. Yeah. She said, oh, no, well, yeah. if your car gets total or something, yeah. that, that's, yeah. when, that's when yeah. you have to get, that's yeah. when I say, oh, but, I'll get rid of it. Yeah. You know, but, 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 she yeah. said, but she said to me, I thought you told me that car was rusting away. And I said, well, it was getting a little rusty. <laughs> you know, so. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, if it's the end of carriage yeah. and the holes and yeah. all that stuff, yeah. then I understand, yeah. you know. But no, mechanic, mechanically, uh, yeah. Toyota Corollas last a long, they, they have a history, they always last a long they time. Do. But, yep. you know, your car is yep. 13, 14 years old. I know. And, you know, back, you know, if you think back a long time ago, if you think back to maybe the first car you ever owned, when it got to be seven or eight years old, it kind of rusted away and you had to get Yeah, it rusted more yeah. back then, but yeah. I know it's even, but the bodies of the Toyotas, uh, they're not, you know, as um, rust-proof. You know, like yeah. it was, it was like the engines of Toyotas are really yeah. great and everything, and they last a long time, but it's the, bo- uh, you know, the body. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's the uh, yeah. you know, and the older Toyotas were even worse. The older Toyotas, oh, really? I, yeah, yeah. I, I swear yeah. they made the older Toyotas out of rusty metal. Oh, I had yeah. Celica. Oh my yeah. god, that thing rusted like crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, they did. You know, yeah. unless you have a garage or something. Yeah, and, house, and, and even in. and even that, and you're right. Yeah. Living in living in Boston between the yeah. salty air and the the uh, stuff they put on the roads, which isn't uh, just salt. It's actually like no. a it's <clears> actually like a salty brine. It's terrible. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it rusts away. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, so you think I should um, purchase this? Uh, yeah, stuff I'd go. Uh, you know, go to go to a hardware store and ask them yeah. for that stuff that turns rust yeah. rust into something else. It's called it's called yeah. rust reformer is the one I've used. And paint it. You just paint it yeah. on with a little paintbrush and hope for the best. And then I can paint. Um, the, the, then you can the touch, it, the yeah, touch it. Yeah, touch it up. Yep. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Paul. All right. Thank take you care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Let's go talk to Mike. Michael. Morning, John. Good morning, sir. Uh, may I speak with you about some of the safety technologies that are out at this time, please? Absolutely. Um, you know, blind spot monitoring and uh, rear cross traffic alert have been out. You know, a lot of cars are having those. But now I'm hearing about, you know, blind spot correction and rear cross traffic correction where the cars will actually steer you um, or stop you. If a car is coming rear cross traffic, it will actually stop you in case you should miss it. Or the blind spot monitor... Correction, if you go into the lane, if you happen to miss the light or whatever, it will bring you back in the lane. If a car doesn't have the correction, is that something that can be done with a software, or is there like a mechanical substitution? No, it, because for the correction aspect of it, it, um, it it's actually either applying the brake, which is how they first started to do it. They would apply a rear brake, and that would be enough to, like, kind of force the car back into the other lane. Now, with electric power steering, it actually literally turns the steering wheel. So if the car doesn't have electric power steering, it's not going to work. So, um, and I got to tell you, the systems are 
Okay. Um, the I'm driving. I'm driving a Subaru right now, and it has all of that stuff with the Subaru Eyesight system in it, and it beeps at you if you're drifting out of the lane, and if you push the button for the um, lane correction lane, and and they're kind of changing the terminology. A lawyer must have got involved. They're calling it lane centering these days. And so you're driving down the road, and you, you look down, and the car drifts over to the left. The steering wheel actually kind of turns a little bit and puts it back the other way. The problem is I was noticing on Route 24 that I drive on a lot um, – the right-hand line in the road was almost worn completely away. It Because of that, it didn't know that I could have drifted out of the lane, and it wouldn't have seen it until I got to the line over by the breakdown lane. So the systems aren't perfect. Um, the other thing is blind spot monitoring. We did some testing at work, and we had a guy on a motorcycle doing about 35 miles an hour, and it passed a... I want to say it was a Cadillac. It passed a Cadillac on the left that was going about 30 miles an hour, and it never saw the motorcycle. Okay. So the the systems have a little ways to go still. Yeah, I know, and you've spoken about always look, don't try. Yeah, yeah. Uh, One other question, if I may. Um, You hear about park assist and then the versus the self-parking cars. Mm -hmm. The The sensors on the bumpers. Are they located differently? And the reason I'm asking is, I think I've spoken to you about this before, with cars, you know, aerodynamically lower and that kind of mm-hmm. thing, when you pull into a parking space and they've got the concrete bumper or the mm-hmm. curb, yep. um, you, you don't know how close you are. And I, you know, I, I was wondering if you have a car that self-parks, are those sensors down lower so it doesn't hit the curb? Because I just would like to see, put the sensors lower so it let you know that the... Yeah, you know, it, that de- it, depends, it depends on the car. I, I, was, I tried one on a, I want to say it was a Range Rover, and it actually, it actually put me up right up against the curb. So it didn't yeah. work, it didn't work. Now I was parallel parking with it, and it just really didn't work that well. I tried one with a Ford product, I don't remember what it was, and I was backing into a parking space, and it didn't put me completely centered, and it was a, it was a fairly narrow space. It didn't put me completely centered in the space, and I couldn't get out the driver's door. <laughs> so, so, so the, so the, again, some of the, some of the times they work, they work pretty well. Um, Kind of a, you know, the, 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 what I always try to do in every car that I drive, um, if you're pulling into a parking space and you're able to see the line or the parking lot bumper off to your left or right, if when you pull up to the parking space, if when that parking lot bumper lines up with the bottom of the rear view mirror, it puts you about six or eight inches away from the parking lot bumper. So, and the same thing, if you pick a point when you're sitting behind the wheel, if you pick a point with your, um, with the hood of your car, and usually it's right around where the fender and the hood come together in the front, if you line that up with the curb as you're pulling into a parking space or backing into a parking space, you'll find that puts you about eight inches away from the curb. Now, all cars are a little bit different, so kind of practice without, you know, doing any damage, but you can find sight lines in your car which allow you to back up and pull up and park without running the tires up against the curb. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I was guilty of that. Mm-hmm. You know, the, Everybody the, is. The, Everybody is. Does AAA have a spot on a website 
that would show videos, those kinds of things of what you, of what you were just speaking about? Not, well, you know, I should know this, shouldn't I? Um, no. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I should. Yes, I should. Um, you know, I don't think we have, uh, we have a little bit of that. We just redid the website. Let me, you know, it's actually a really good suggestion. Let's see if we can pull some of the pieces of a video off and put it on there. So maybe in the next month or so. Well, John, I, it would be really thrilling if we could have you in the in the car as it's doing. Really? Well, you, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Take care, Mike. Bye bye. Enjoy the show. Thank you, Finally, John. For, All right. Bye bye. Let's see if we can get to Rosemary. Rosemary. Yes. Hello. Hello. Um, I uh, have kind of a quick question, and yes. you might not know the answer. Um, I just recently bought a 2016 Corolla. Mm-hmm. Um, I am fastidious about my cars. Unfortunately, overnight, the trunk was left open Uh-oh. during a storm. Okay. The trunk filled, obviously, with water, and I got as much as I possibly could get out of it, but the back seat is now stained. Oh, okay. I am afraid to use anything on it to make it, that I, it would make it worse. Is it a cloth? Is it cloth? Um, it's not cloth. It's like, it almost feels like, like a cloth vinyl. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I would um, just I would try, well the best thing the absolute best thing to do is go to a uh, automotive detailing shop place you know where they wash and wax cars and yeah. ask them about trying to clean the water. It's just a water spot, so it should come out okay. Um, yeah. You know, there's dedicated interior cleaners that are that are safe that won't take any of the color out of it. Um, and kind of as a homemade thing that works pretty well is, um, if you take a little bit of dish detergent, put it in some, put it in some water and whip it up and just kind of use the suds. Don't use the water, but just sort of use the suds and kind of wipe that on and wipe it off. A lot of times that's, that works pretty good to get out stains like that. Great. Well, I'll certainly give it a try and I'm going to try a little corner of it and if it's successful. Yeah. So, and again, you don't want to get it wetter again. And the other thing is too, once it's, the best thing you can do to the car right now, once it gets, once it gets sunny out, open up the doors and open up the trunk and just really let the sun do its job and dry everything out. Okay. 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 Wonderful. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, Rosemary. Bye bye. Hey, look, it's Sully sitting over there in a little tiny chair. Uh, it's supposed to have four wheels. I think it has three. Yeah, you're you're missing a wheel. It's a three wheel drive yeah, chair. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> how can the caster fall? Off? I don't what know. happened? I don't know, but I feel a little tipsy. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you shouldn't talk impaired. No. no, no. Oh, you know what? I had a question on that. Yes, yeah, I was listening on the way, and you were talking about. I, uh, Marijuana yep. and impairment and things like that. Now, a question for you: um, When you're dealing with someone driving a car and you get face to face with them, you can smell alcohol on their breath and you can make your assumptions based on that. But if you are dealing with someone who gets out of a car and the car just reeks of marijuana, mm-hmm. can you? Is that prima facie evidence that the driver is impaired? I don't know. Um, no. Yeah, I don't think no, so. It is because it gets it into the fabric, and yeah, it you know, could have been yeah. from days now, ago. Now, I'm I'm obviously not a police officer or an attorney, right? Um, 
I play one on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you are wicked smart. Yeah. I know that. Uh, but it is my understanding that is not the case. Now, at the same time, could a police officer say, uh, do you, you know, this would be a good time to do a roadside sobriety check. Mm-hmm. And based on that. So it's probable it's, cause. It's probable cause, I but see. it's not, but it's not enough to automatically assume that they're, they are impaired. Listen to us talking like lawyers. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, and some lawyers listen and go, they don't no, know, they don't know they what they're talking they're, about. They're out of their minds. Yeah. But Hey, yes. you know what else I noticed today? Because I'm listening with a curious ear. Um, you had a number of female callers today. We I'm did. Pr- I'm proud we of did. you. We did, and a lot of them drive Toyota Corollas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you what? already knew that. Yeah, that's obvious. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah. No, it's, that's that's interesting. We, we have we have a we have a wide audience. I love that. You're so expanding your demographics. So do, so do I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I think they're always listening, but today they just decided to call in. I love that. Yeah, me too. Me too. Maybe they sensed the new phones and thought. Yeah, they could be. Easier. Maybe they were testing them out and so you see how they work. <laughs> I'm happy there's new phones. So they, they seem said, to be working yeah. fine, right, Karen? Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Good. Knock on something. Yep. Hey, the piano guy's playing. I can't. I don't have my yeah. phones. Let me put which, my phones on here. Wh- which on. means. Oh yeah, there he is. There he is. Yeah, yeah, which means the very best in Irish music with Paul Sullivan and the Irish Hit Parade are coming up next. I didn't lie about that, did I? Stay out of the rain. Yeah, stay out of the rain. Yep. Until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and if you see somebody working by the side of the road, slow down and move over. Talk to you all next week. Bye bye. Sit and watch the moon rise over clouds.